0: On me and soften their hearts. They wait, but you say, "Well, he was late. He's never late." There's a purpose in everything you go through, every test, every trial, everything you go through. There's a purpose in it, and it's so easy to get. Woe with me. I hurt today. I'm struggling with this. This person said this to me today. This is going on. Everything's a test. Now, he's not a teacher, like maybe took certain specialized tests in school where they teach you the material and then they send you off somewhere to take the test. He's not that kind of a teacher. He teaches the material. He goes over it with you. He gives you time. If you fail a test, you'll take it again. If you fail a test, you'll take it again. If you only got a 70, if you only got an 80, if you only got a 95, you'll take it again. And even after you get a hundred, there's many times you're going to take it again and take it again. Not just proven to you, not just proving the devil, but where everybody knows you're an overcomer. Everybody knows you're an overcomer. While you're standing tonight, let's turn to Psalms chapter 104. I just want to read this before we're seated. I appreciate his presence. I appreciate his anointing. Do you appreciate his anointing tonight? Do you really believe that same anointing that so saturated the bones of Elisha that we talked about on Sunday that is in this room right now? Yeah, the same one that took that bread and kept breaking it off our brothers and sisters years ago is in the same room the ones in the room tonight. Do you really believe that? That changes from just being a normal room. It's not just a normal room. You've entered into His throne room of praise. You worship Him. So you know tonight in that kind of an atmosphere, you can get what you need. You get what you need. Psalms chapter 104 verse 24. Psalms chapter 104 verse 24. Oh Lord, how manifold how manifold are thy works. How manifold. He, it ain't just coming at you one way. God come around this way. He'll come around this way. He'll come that way. He'll come that way. If you know what a at least an exhaust manifold on a vehicle is, it comes out and then it follows. It's just impressive how God will move around whatever you need. Well, he's just a healer. That's all God is tonight. And and we'll all sit here in in well bodies and we'll starve to death in the the week. Our cars will be repossessed. Our homes will be taken away or we'll lose our family because he's only a healer. No, he's not. He's a deliverer. He's a provider. He's a waymaker. He's right on time every time. How manifold, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom hast thou made them all at the earth. The the, the the earth is full of thy riches, full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea wherein our things are creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts, both small and great. There go the ships, there is that Leviathan whom thou hast made to play therein. These wait all upon thee. These wait all upon thee. You hear what it's saying tonight. All things are for your sake. All things are for your sake. These wait, these wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. That thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thine hand, they're filled with good. Thou hidest thy face, they're troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created. And thou renewest the face of the earth. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looketh on the earth, and it trembleth. He toucheth the hills, and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. You believe that tonight? As long as I live, I'll worship him. I'll give him praise. He said, I'll sing praise to my God while I have my being. No meditation of him. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. You may be seated tonight. <clears throat> I will be glad in the Lord. Our God is a creator. Our God is the creator. This one that we're talking about, this will be part 10 of who is God, where is God, and what is God. Our God is a creator. Our God is a way maker. Our God, uh, we've said that many times that the reason the sun got up this morning is because he willed it. The reason the moon is up now is because he willed it. The reason the earth is still spinning is because he willed it. The reason your flowers come up each day is because he willed it. The reason you're still breathing right now is because he willed it. Because he willed it. So why are you scared of? What are you scared of tonight? Our God is able. He's more than able. And he's a very present help. Very present help. I want to stop right there and just, just mention again the uh, the meetings that we're going to have Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday. Uh, I had heard, and this kind of what got this on my heart, I wanted to share that with you. Uh, <coughs> fellowshipping with the church in Amarillo a while back from Brother Nathan, different things. And he was telling me about some in-house meetings that they had had. I can't remember in the last year or two years what it was that, that two of the ministers there just preached. Just some meetings for their people. And I'm not against inviting anybody. Understand that. I'm just talking about for this body. And I thought at the time, that's kind of strange, you know? But then I got to hearing some of the testimonies that come out of those meetings. They started coming out of those meetings. And you understand that God has many gifts. You believe that tonight. You believe that there's a gift of God in me. You believe there's a gift of God in Brother Matt. You believe that God has many gifts all across this planet. And I understand that. And you know that I pray that by now you know me well enough that I'm not a good speaker. I don't speak well. I don't talk well. That if there's anything coming out of here good that's helping you, that it's the Lord. It is the Lord. There's nothing good about Sam Parker except him. So if you believe that God can do that through one person and you can come and we can, we can so set aside those services to be a little bit something special. I believe every service should be special. But I want to take these and to kind of consecrate them away to just be for this body, for this body to come along and maybe the Holy Ghost would sweep out amongst us and, and tender our hearts toward one another that we love each other more, that we would live for each other more, that we would pray for each other, one, one another more than we have before. Anybody else have a similar desire to that, that God would move like that for our assembly? God is growing our assembly, and I don't want to, to just stay stagnant. I don't want to just stay, I don't want any kind of bitterings, just disputings or murmurings. If there's anything we need to talk about, let's get it worked out. Let's love one another. That way there's nothing hidden. And we can keep going forward we don't want to uh, to just to, to be like this and and be just like this with a hundred people or just like this with 200 people you understand what I'm saying we want to love one another and a way everybody knows you love one another that way because uh, it's it's unreal how Satan will, will come along with that's not what they meant by that that's not what they said by that you know they looked at you that way that's what he meant you know how Satan is he's your attacker too he's fighting you the same way but I love you and I know you love me and Satan's a liar Satan's a liar. So I wanted just to to talk that. We'll have 7 o'clock Friday night, 7 o'clock Saturday night, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Then the (coughs) the following Wednesday night and Sunday, I'll be gone. Um, We'll be going to South Carolina, taking Aaron and Levi to those youth meetings there in South Carolina. Brother Matt will have the services uh, at least that Wednesday and Sunday morning. And we should be back by Monday unless the Lord has other plans. So be in prayer for those. Be in prayer for our brother Matt. It's, it's different when all the arrows are trained against you. So you can sit in the seat and, and have your daily struggles. I noticed this years ago as a song leader. I can sit in my seat, mind my own business, and I have my normal amount of fighting with the devil, have my normal amount of resistance. But if I walked up here and said anything negative about him, if I said anything negative about him the next day, and the next, it's just the fight come in harder than ever before. All because I stepped out into a public spot and said he's a liar, he's defeated, he's a coward, he's a thief, he's a bluff, he's a squatter. That poor little thing don't like that. But it's true. It's true. And he don't want you remembering that either, that he ain't nothing but a squatter. I heard a guy preaching the other day about how that when Adam lost, and what Adam lost, that Satan had, how did he word that? I didn't like how he worded it. He worded it as though what Adam lost, Satan fell heir to. Something along those lines. He, 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 he so, you know, Satan didn't fall heir to nothing. Only thing Satan inherits is the lake of fire. It's got his name. It's in the wheel. If you were to look up the wheel, go to the back of your wheel tonight and look back through there. You see what the wheel says about him. It's escort to the lake of fire. See, the keys went back to the hands of the original owner. Same one that owns it tonight. It's just a bluffer had been walking around saying, "This this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. He's still lying. He's still bluffing. He's still defeated, though. He's still defeated, though. You believe that? He's still defeated. Our God reigns. The Lord Jesus Christ is his name. So be in prayer for that. Pray for us as we travel. Keep us in your prayers we love you, we appreciate all that God does for you I want you to know that personally for me, I appreciate all that God does for you just in the last little bit of time I see that God has moved in your life and, and that, is, that blesses me more than you can ever imagine more, to know that God steps in and takes time out of his day to help you in your walk to heal your body, to encourage you, to, to lift you up it, 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 see, it, this is real, this is very very real we're not talking about a dead God tonight. We're not talking about someone who won't meet your need. We're talking about the one that fulfills his word. Amen. See, it's interesting about the word of God. The word of God is very powerful. I, I say that a lot, but, and, and, I, and I will never stop saying it, and I feel like I should multiply times ten how much I say it. That way you get it in your mind that this word will change everything about you. Everything about you. Uh, Jesus talks about those that would fall upon the rock or the rock would fall upon. See, the preaching of the word is is a casting of a seed. It's a casting of, I I take more of that word of God, take more of that word of God and put it, take more of that word of God and put it in me, and before you no longer see Sam Parker, he's just gone. That's what I want tonight. That's what I want to, but the word is very powerful. And, and I was we we shared that with you about our singing Saturday night. And what well I you could walk outside and, and you could hear the songs of Zion just emanating up and down the streets and, and it's floating everywhere, sound waves would go. And that's just the songs of Zion out of hearts that have been redeemed, moving up and down the streets of Bentley. Moving up and down the streets of this town. Songs of praise, shouts to the king. Someone from a heart that's been redeemed and said, I love him. I've been redeemed by him. I've been healed by him. I've been changed by him. I'm not the same one. And those words go up and down the street looking for someone else longing to be like that, longing to be changed. I love the word of God. I love the Word of God. You know, Peter tells you about speaking to your Psalms and Psalms and Hymns, always singing and making melt in your heart the Lord. Always singing and making melt in your heart, and that's what someone that's not a minister can do. Walk around singing a song. Maybe you don't feel comfortable to stand up and 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 say something to someone, but you can walk by and start singing. On a hill, far away, you feel the room changing. Stood an old, rugged cross. It's powerful. So I say it tonight was, don't get in front of the Word. You get behind the Word. You get behind the Word tonight. If If I say something you believe, say amen to it. That way, if there's something that I say you don't believe and you don't say nothing, I know you don't believe it. That's almost a trick. I understand that. But get behind the Word of God tonight. Let it change your life. Let him take you right onto a new body. I'm not your leader. He's your leader. He's the one that's promised a change. He's the one that's promised a rapture. He's the one that sent his word to heal all of our diseases. <coughs> all of our diseases. Do you love him tonight? Amen. Amen. I'm thinking about and praying about what God in this, and we, and I, I want to go back and just say that again of who is God, what he is, and where he is and you understand all the time we spent on perception and things that we've assumed things that we've been told wrong people that had you know been you read that without a revelation you can't read this book without a revelation you can't read it well i'm just flipping through and it says this and it says this and well you know because otherwise you'll think it contradicts itself Well, God says something over here, but over here he says something else. We read that to you recently about what he said about the Moabites. How that the Moabites could not enter into the temple of the Lord for 14 generations. And then along comes a woman named Ruth, who was a Moabite. She doesn't just enter into the temple of the Lord. She becomes in the lineage and line of the Lord Jesus. So does the word contradict itself? No, the word shows you a path. The word shows you a way to life. Shows you a way to life. He is life. He is the resurrection and the life. And in him there is no darkness. In him there is no death. You think about, we read that recently about, just to recap a little bit, about the Sadducees and the Pharisees kept bringing these questions to him, kept trying to trick him up. And is he this? And is it this? And is it this? And they bring this... Out of this world, a uh, parable to him. Well, there's this one man, he married a woman, he died without having seed, then she married his brother, and then his brother, and then his brother, and seven times, and in and the resurrection, now they're both dead. And, and so, of those eight people, who will be married to who? I'd be sitting there trying to keep notes, but I can't keep it all straight. How do you get such an idea? And he looked at him, he said, You don't even know the scriptures. God is not the God of the dead, He's the God of the living. He's not the God of the past. He's the God of the present. He's not the God of the future. He's the God of the I am is right now. And again, Brother Bram said this so many times about Satan has got men so, uh, got them so Focus on such a thing as, well, I believe that he's the God of the Bible, and we can see what he's done there, and he proved himself, he kept his word, supernatural things were done, and we can see that through the candles of time. Then we look back this way, and we see what the Bible says about what will happen out in the near future. But what's going on now? Uh, maybe he's over. He never said he was the God over there, he never said he's the God over there. He's some the of God right here. I read that t- scripture. Tonight. I used to have it at the top of all my notes and kept it there. He said, "Am I a God that's afar off?" He said, "Am I a God that's afar off, or am I right up close?" He's right up close. So who is he tonight? He's right here. You believe that? He's right here. See. Again, back to the dimensions thing and, and where revelation comes from, where anointing comes from, where inspiration and encouragement and joy and peace and life. And it doesn't come from this world. It comes from that world. So when you've got a revelation, you've been you, you've got to be able to partake of the world to come. Well, revelation, a, a God a revelation Well, you got faith. It comes from there. When you got inspired and you was walking along one day and you just really down and discouraged and all of a sudden a real sweet spirit slipped in and, and you're not that way no more. Now you can't stop smiling. I can't stop smiling. What changed? He did. He slipped in. He made a change in that moment. And now you just got, uh, we say that, that song, I quote it a lot. I, I love that. I think it's, um, I think it's this world is not my home. I think the last verse it says, the songs of the sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore. The, from that side, the songs from that side drift back over here. And we talked about that Wednesday, Sunday, about that that, that recording of the, the song Hallelujah that the folks were cleaning the church and a man come along and put a little cheat, y'all remember a little small, almost like a walkman, put it there, it's a bad recording, and put it there recording these brothers and sisters <coughs> cleaning or something in the church. Thank you, Brother Matt. And, and they just were singing Hallelujah. Just by singing hallelujah, just by singing I love you, Lord Jesus. I appreciate you, Lord Jesus. They played the tape back and they noticed some other people joined in. And those people weren't on this side. They weren't on this side. And then they added a verse to it that I never heard, and you ain't never heard. And if you look the way it's worded, it wasn't written on this side. It says that Jesus and his bride are coming through. Not, I'm going through, that's how we say it, I'm going through. No, they're coming here. They're coming here. As Psalm was written, it, that they're coming here. So you've now partaken from something from that side, something that's a blending in from that dimension, and you've been able to hear it now. So let me tell you once again, blessed are your ears that have heard the things of God. Blessed are your eyes that have seen the things of God. In this moment, and just this year alone, just in 2022 alone, what God has done in our assembly with the pouring out of his Holy Ghost, his presence, and what he's done in our little bitty assembly, even here and out there in the middle of a cornfield, what God has done, not some great big cathedral, not with thousands and thousands of people. It don't take but two or three. It don't take but two or three that show up and believe he's there. I believe he's God. I believe he's real. I believe he keeps his word. And guess what? He does it. And everything changes. Everything changes. I found a little clip today on YouTube of someone took a little 30 minutes of one of Brother healing lines. And, and they were talking about different miracles that happened in that line. And they were playing it over. And, and this one woman comes before him. And, and she's deaf. And he's talking to her. They're making signs and different things like that. And, 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 and she's deaf. She can't hear. And, and the Lord starts moving right there. And all of a sudden, you can hear her. I, I think you know maybe they had a microphone stood up right here. Like so, and he could talk to her and he'd catch both of them. And for the whole time that he was standing there talking to her and some other things, you never heard one peep out of her. And then after a few minutes, he starts praying. She starts saying, "I can hear, I can hear, I can hear." And then she starts screaming, "I can hear, I can hear!" And she just went off screaming and running. He's telling about someone else, and he's sitting there. He's I think he's praying for her. He's like he said that there's a woman that just left the audience, the, the, the prayer line that she had. Was it a goiter on her neck or something like that? I don't want to get my, my testimonies mixed up. And, and as she was, maybe it was diabetes. I, can't, I apologize. I can't remember what it was. But, but she walked away with it. And as she's walking out by the aisles, she walked by someone else that's sitting in the aisle praying for the same thing. When they got right beside each other as they passed, both of them got healed. Just like that. Just like that. I heard another brother share a testimony about there was a woman that was way up in the balcony that had a goiter on the side of her neck bigger than her head. It was so big, Growed up this growth and this tumor on the side of her neck. Can you imagine how uncomfortable that would be? You imagine how uncomfortable that would be, how that you can't even turn your neck. And he said, he calls around, lady up here in the back, and you've just been healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. When everyone turned back up to look at her, she's picking the skin off from what was left of it. Gone, gone. He's a healer. He's a healer. He's your provider. I shared that with you here just a, a couple weeks ago. We were needing some extra work. And, and one Monday, come home, me and Joseph, we got home early. I, I was needing some stuff to fill in until I get back to my other job. And, and it was kneeling down to pray, Lord, I need some work. And within two hours, I got an email getting work for the rest of the week. It was a good-paying job. Less than two hours. He's a provider. He's a lifter of your head, too, though. Let me tell you about that. There's many sitting here tonight that have struggled with discouragement, have struggled with many things where Satan's tried to just smash you down. i, I tell you, I- I've realized about myself that with discouragement, it, it just it- it knocks the legs out from me. I just, I just more or less shut down. When I get discouraged, I'm more or less just shut down. I'm useless. I'm good for nothing. I'm good for nothing. I don't want to work. I don't want to do nothing. When that discouragement comes in, I, I ain't worth nothing. That's what discouragement does. I heard a man talking uh, on a, just a sermon. I don't even know what he what he believes, but he was preaching talking about that you you have people today that are so burdened down with discouragement. He said, say for example, someone that's seventeen years old, living in their parents' house, dealing with depression living in their parents' house, dealing with depression. They've got their own car. They've got Internet in their room. they got their own TV. They eat every single meal. They have cold in the summer, heat in the wintertime. They're taking care of anything they want, and yet they're beat down with depression. He said, you understand, that's a demon, right? That's a demon making you depressed. That is not what God said. He said, I came that you would have life and you'd have it more abundantly. Not walk along, well, i just got a little tiny portion. I guess that's all God can trust me with. He said abundant. He said abundant. That's what he said. And he's the creator. He's the creator. And if he said it, you can take it for your life and walk out and say, Satan, you're a liar. You're a liar. He is God and he's God alone. He is God and he's God alone. In the message, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, 1961, He said, if you'll just trust him, if you'll just trust him, the simplicity of the trust, just lean your shoulders against his and adore him with all the adoration that you can pour out and walk with him daily. Now you'll see. Now you'll see. You see a formula there? Walk with him daily. I've seen many times how the devil comes at me, whether he's trying to keep me from praying, whether he's trying to keep me from reading my Bible, whether he's trying to keep me from listening to sermons. The more he has success at that, the more I feel away from my Lord. The less time I spend in prayer, the less time I read my Bible, the less time I spend in the message, I feel further and further and further away from the Lord. But you understand that I can't get far away from the Lord. If he's baptized me with the Holy Ghost, if he's the Lord of my life, if he's the Lord of my heart, he's right there. So unless I were to take my heart out and put it right here and walk away, I can't get away from him. David told you the same thing. Though I were to make my bed in hell, you're with me. So what does it? it what it does is it changes my perception of reality. You realize that? It changes your perception of reality. So let so me ask you this tonight. What is your reality? What is real of your life? Let me ask you this. Is he the Lord of your life? Is the resurrected living Lord Jesus the Lord of your life right now, right here in this place? You believe that? He's the Lord of my life. He's my provider. He's my healer. He's my king of kings. That's your reality. That's what he said. You abide in me, and my word abides in you. You understand? I am the vine, you are the branches, you will bear my fruit. You understand? You see what he's saying? He's always with you. He's always. So you understand your reality right now. You understand your reality. You're always redeemed. You're always blessed. You're always his apple of his eye. You're the apple. of. You're always his wife. You're not, one day I'm married to him, the next day I'm not married to him. One day I'm redeemed, the next day I'm not redeemed. One day he's my healer, the next day he's not my healer. One day he's my provider, the next I must have made him mad. He's not my provider no more. He's not a man that he's flip flops like that. He's not a man that he should do that. He is God and his word is to you, is yea and amen. Nothing else matters. The liar is trying to change your perception of reality. He's trying to change your perception of reality. Don't let him do it. So I understand my thoughts, my my. Thank you again, brother. What what? When you think about who he is, when you think about what he is, and then the most beautiful and precious thought you can have is to think about where he is. See, he's not way off in another dimension. He's not way off in the edge of the solar system or many many galaxies away. you go to bed, you get up, when you're having a bad day, when Satan's coming in like a flood, and Satan is screaming and lying and conning and bluffing in your ear, he's still right there, and he won't leave you, he won't forsake you, he will never walk away from you. When you find out who he is, you find out who you are. find out who he is you find out who you are see i'm married i'm married i'm a husband and the only way i can be a husband the only way i can be married is if i have a wife now and i am i am i'm you understand what i'm saying and so then she must be my wife she must be my wife to be my wife she can't be a pretender. She can't be a doppelganger. She can't be a substitute. She's got to be the real deal, my wife. You understand that? Now, he doesn't. He, see, I didn't go out and marry a, a projector. I didn't go out and marry a Xerox copying machine. I didn't go out and marry a piano. I didn't go out and marry a truck, a trailer. I married a flesh of my flesh and a bone of my bone. He's no, where did I get that idea from? Where did I get the idea to marry flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, spirit of my spirit? Where did I get that idea from? I just woke up one day. Oh, I got it. I got it. We ain't got to be married to the horses no more. We ain't got to be married to the, the baseboard. Oh, I ain't looking at my baseboard. Ain't she pretty? She ain't been, she, oh, she just, oh. no, it's silliness. A silliness, but you understand the insanity of them. That's the way the world's going. They're constantly petitioning the courts that that I can now marry this, and I can marry this, and this can be my husband, and this can be my husband. And it's getting worse and worse and worse every single day. And you would think there's no way someone would be so stupid to walk up and petition a court, let me do this, and then the judge not go, what is wrong with you? But they made it normal. But again, the liar the bluffer, the con man, the changer of reality. See, Satan seeks to change the times and the seasons, but he can't do it. He's not God alone. Revelation 10.1 talks about one that comes down, and he alone had the power of time. He alone had that book in his hand. But he alone who said, I will marry flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, spirit of my spirit. So if he married you, if he married you, Hello? If he married you, what's that make you? I'll sing it again. I love this song. He became me so. They said this about our husband, they said this about our Lord, that one of their biggest complaints was you counting it not robbery to be equal with God. He said, I am God. I am God. So it's just it's just beautiful. And as he is, you ripped it tonight, as he is, so are we. Every scripture that speaks of the groom speaks of the bride. And when the seals come off this book. It became a whole new book. You're not just reading it with Paul's revelation of that day. You're not just reading it with Luther's revelation of that day. You're not just reading it with Irenaeus' with Martin's or even John Wesley's of that day. It's a new book. It's, a, it's, not, it's nothing added to. It's nothing changed. It's always been there, that love letter written between the lines and again you're not just reading it like a letter the, the, the team of your choice won by this many points and the stock market did this no 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 he loves me he loves me and it's written in red when you find out who he is you find out who you are when you find out what he is you find out what you are as well As remember Satan has got a full court press. So you go to sleep at night. Satan doesn't have to sleep. So while you're sleeping, whether you spend two hours, six hours, 12 hours, whatever it is, sleeping, he is steadily strategizing what to do when you get up. What to do when you get up. Very soon they're going to wake up. And you think you might have went to bed feeling defeated. You might have went to bed feeling beat up, worse than, uh, remember Brother Jesse. Remember when you prayed for Brother Jesse. Jesse told me the other day, he said, I feel more beat up now than I ever had in my whole life. Satan is after your brother. Satan is after your brother. Now, if, if if for example you knew that a pack of dogs or a pack of anything was after your children, your husband, what would you do about it? You try your best to set them free. You try your best to help them any way you could. Now, prayer is the most powerful force on the parts of this planet. You pray for them, and you believe the prayer. Lord, I am praying right now at this time, whatever it is, that you'll go to Wichita and you'll help my brother, that you'll lift him up right now where he is, that you'll encourage him, and and whatever that situation is, I don't know what it is, but he can fix every situation. And that's what you should do to each one. Lift him up in prayer. Lift him up in prayer. And then most importantly, Most importantly, see, preaching catches the sinner; Teaching positionally places. You must be adopted. You must be adopted. You cannot just say, well, I'm a seed of God. I'm a child of God. That's one part of it. But we read that to you here uh, Sunday or Wednesday about John 1, that he give them power to become sons, give you power to become a son. You can't just say, well, you know what? I'm in this organization. I'm in this. Now I'm a son of God. It don't work like some of the Scripture teaches. The Scripture says you must surrender all that you are to him. And then what he does in honoring of your faith, he comes in. He comes in. It ain't because you wrote your name on a book. It ain't because someone up and down, you know, all that, whatever. He proved what you are. So when you understand where he is, just for the example, we spent a lot of time in, in the last so many in the last year. Let's just say it like that in Revelations two and Revelations three, going through those church ages. I'm not standing here tonight in this place telling you that I believe the seals are not open. I'm not standing here telling you that when we look at God, whenever we find Him in our study, when we look at God, we see Him through a glass darkly. We're not saying that we see Him under another day. We're saying we see Him clearly, clearly. Because the eyes of our understanding have been opened. Because our ears have stopped, And my heart is full of faith. And I am excited on every little thing he does. Every little thing he does. It sets my heart on fire. Sets my heart on fire. Turn over with me to Mark chapter 9. What a mighty God we serve. Mark chapter 9 verse 1. And he said unto them. Verily, I say unto you that there be some of them that stand here, that stand here. You understand that they are not about people in the other dimension, not those that have gone before, that people that stand right there in his presence shall not taste of death until they've seen the kingdom of God come with power. Seen, you understand this happened in Acts chapter 2. They saw the kingdom of God come with power, come with power. Now, if you were to look over into, um, I can't remember if it's Mark 4, Mark 15. Here's Mark chapter 15. When it's making time for the Passover. And they asked the Lord Jesus right before right before the, ni- the night of the Garden of Gethsemane when they, they come and take him. That very night when they come to get him, they had asked him, Lord, where do you want us to go for the Passover? Because you understand they have to have a room, they have to set it aside, they've got to get it prepared to be able to take the Passover as a part of their, uh, of their tradition and things that they did. They asked him, where do you want us to go? He said, if you'll go this way and turn this way and this way, you'll find a man. And you tell him, the Master... The master needs this room. And they found an upper room, a large upper room that was prepared. A large upper room that was prepared. So my mind gets to thinking, is it the same one in Acts chapter 2? It's a large upper room that's prepared. I would think one of the last times that you were in the presence of the Lord Jesus and everything was as beautiful as can be before they're taking him away with sticks and staves, you know, let's go back to that room. That's just me. That's just, I, I thought, because and I'm flipping back and forth. I'm trying to find everything it says about it. I'm like, it don't say, but it'd be pretty good. Be pretty good. <laughs> which them of the, that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death till they've seen the kingdom of God come with power. We don't have time to jump to Acts chapter 2 and go over everything that had happened in that place, but you understand the Holy Ghost fell and then you would see tongues of fire, licks of fire on each one of them. They poured out in the street and then the brush fire began. Brush fire began. For example, if you were to, as dry as it's been, if you were to take and come by, or or maybe your, your aircraft, your airplanes that do the dusting and let them just saturate everything with gasoline or jet fuel, as dry as it is right now, saturate and then take one little bitty spark and watch it go that's kind of like what happened when the Holy Ghost fell John said he's going to come with fire they testified tongues of fire on their head and he's saying right now there's going to come a power see Satan has no authority he has no power Satan. I'll say it again you listen Satan you got no authority you got no power only thing you have is a liar, a con and a bluff. I'm telling you whoever is attacking you right now, whatever demons is just trying to wait for you outside, you're a liar, you're a bluff, you're defeated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He got no power. You got all the power. You got all the authority. I love how the prophet in his, in his simplistic way, he would talk about a, a police officer there in Jeffersonville. He said, that little bitty old 150, 200-pound man walk out there. There's no way a 6,000-pound car coming down the street at 55 miles an hour, there's no way he can walk out there and stop that by himself. Not one way. He's not strong enough. But he's got that badge right here. He throws that hand up. He blows that whistle. And guess what happens? It screeches to a stop. And all he's got is the authority of a little municipality. He ain't got the authority of the creator. He ain't got the authority of the one that demons are scared of. He ain't got the authority of the healer. Greater is he that's in you than he that lives in the world. I heard him say this today Satan, you better start pumping them brakes. You better start making those brakes squeal, squeak, as you're defeated. You believe that tonight? In every area of your life, Satan's defeated. Every single area of your life. Verse 2, and after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and leadeth him up into a high mountain, apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Now in my mind, I'm curious how far away from everybody else. How far away? This is a day's journey on foot? This is two days' journey? This is three days' journey? How far away? And, and I, I say that because of this. You understand when Brother Ram was on the mountain there, I think it's on Sunset Mountain, and the Holy Ghost said the entire town, he said the entire town of Tucson let all the schools out to go out in the middle of the day to watch up on the mountain. The fire come up, the fire go down. The fire come up, the fire go down. Brother Ram's leaving the mountaintop, driving back down, and he stops at a gas station on the mountain, and his brother-in-law's working there now. And he said, Billy, I can tell you the exact spot where you were up there talking to the Lord just now. And he said, there's no way. He said, brother, it was right there. He said, how How do you know that? I've been watching the fire come up, the fire go down, the fire come up. How many miles away was that? And I say that because of this verse right here. He took them up, led them into a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Transfigured before them. And his raiment became Shining. This is what I told you recently reading the scripture. I don't technically believe it was the raiment. I believe he was shining so bright the clothes look like they were glowing. That's just me. I'm not trying to add to or take away in the scripture. I'm just saying that this little light of mine can shine to where it looks like it's glowing everywhere. See, the boss gospel is not shiny. It glows. Hollywood is shining. Satan's got everything that's shining. Catch your attention. Look at this. Look at this. Trying to catch your attention. But the word of God, the life of God, the light of God, it glows. And it glows. And it burns through the darkness. Piercing through the darkness. So his raiment became shining. Now, again, light shines. And if something is shining, it's going somewhere. How far did that brilliant brilliant light shine was it just like well there's a 10 foot perimeter in another pass I bet you could see that a long ways away they might not have had a clue what was going on but I bet what is going on up there you, are, you, you, you think about Moses testimony but I heard 10 of my father-in-law's sheep just working there y'all see that somebody set that bush up there on fire that was strange why would they set that bush on fire who walked all over the way up there and set one bush on fire and an hour later he looks back up that bush is still burning And then he's like, let's go look it up, go check it out. And he walks up a long period of time later, walks up, it's still burning. But he can see it a long ways away. Why didn't it consume it? Why didn't it burn it up? Because the Creator was there. His raiment became shining and exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. See, I love the way this describes it. It talks about Jesus that he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. Now, the way that works in, as a silversmith, he can't just pop it in the crayon and just walk away and go do all of his whatever. No, he said he's got to stay right there and never take his eyes off. Does this sound familiar to you? Come on now, does this sound familiar to you? Go back to Hananiah and, and Mishael and Azariah. They're walking through a furnace heated seven times hotter. They were all by themselves in there, right? No! The fuller, the potter, the creator, the Lord Jesus, the refiner of them was walking in the fire. The refiner of them. He didn't care about Nebuchadnezzar, he didn't care about them. He was refining them. Yes. Refining them. He wouldn't look away, he wouldn't walk away. He came himself. Come on now. Come on, he came himself became himself and I've shared that with you how that I love how brother Brown can dramatize he talked about how that uh, you know maybe you just kind of give a little he said we've you know talked about what's going on and now let's turn our TV uh, camera toward heaven and, and see what's been going on in heaven while all this is taking place here on earth he said and we cut to our scene up in heaven and there's the Lord Jesus sitting on the throne and he's sitting there and and Gabriel walks up to him and he said I uh, know we been wormwood he said and hey, Lord Jesus have you have you been seeing what's been going down on earth have you seen what they've been doing to your witnesses they're trying to burn them up have you been watching have you been watching he says i've been watching all night long i can't hear that without crying i've been watching all night long and then wormwood said let me go let me go i will wash babylon off the map there'll be no more babylon it'll be gone there'll be pretty shiny squeaky clean no more babylon and he said "Nope, you can't go then gabriel comes up Gabriel comes up and he says, Lord, let me go. Ask him all these same questions. He said, I can do it. And he said, I know you can do it. I know you're capable, but I'm going to go myself. I'm going to go myself. So where is he tonight? He's here himself. He's here himself right now in your time, in your moment. He's right here with you himself. He didn't send an angel. He didn't send someone else. He came himself. Now, everywhere he goes, Everywhere he goes, they go. Come on now. Everywhere he goes, they go. They're curious. You don't think they're curious? What's he going to do now? What's he going to do now? What's he? I, there's no way there can be a way in there. There's no way that. I mean, look at that Red Sea. It's just swollen up. Look at that Jordan. It's in flood stage. There's no, there's no way. Let's go see what he'll do. The prophet said he looked down with angry eyes. And that Red Sea got scared. He looked down with angry eyes and the sea got scared. He said, get out of their way. You hear me? He said, get out of their way. And guess what happened? It moved. The Red Sea rolled up and moved and took all moisture with it. Took all, They weren't you know, four-wheel driving through, four-wheeling through the mud. They went through on dry ground. Not one speck of moisture. That would have been a pretty good aquarium visit that day. Oh, my goodness, look at that. That's a pretty big whale. I wonder if he'll have any purpose for that big fish later on in life. There he goes. Pretty good aquarium visit. Your God is God. His raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fooler on earth can white them. See that, if you could get... A better definition or description of the Holy Ghost. I can't think of one. I just can't think of one. The Holy Ghost to come in your life and clean you up. I, I don't know if I, I looked at a bunch of different quotes today. I'm not sure what I, if I shared one of them that the, I'm thinking about to the WhatsApp page today. But he talked about how the Holy Ghost can come into a prostitute's life. And clean her up and make a lady out of her. Take a drunk Take a gambler, take a thief, take a murderer, and clean their lives up so clean. So don't lose heart this morning. You got somebody you're praying for, I don't care what they are. It don't matter. Because there was a legion one day that got his life cleaned up. And it was never the same. Never the same. That's what the Holy Ghost can do. Well, it's too late. They've ruined their day of mercy. They've done these things. No, there's breath in that body. There's a chance. And that even bird ain't enough. If he needs to raise you up, he'll raise you up. You'll look at Lazarus. Okay, it gives us four days. So I guess four days after you died, if your life ain't fixed after that, it's, it, I guess it's over, right? No, no, no. Let's jump over to Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones. They were, in fact, dry bones. Piles of bones. And Ezekiel was asked by this one that kept talking to him, can these bones live? And he's like, you know, not me. Can take care of this. Don't lose heart this tonight. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. He's got it all in control. Your prayers matter. Your prayers are getting through. Your prayers are being answered. I shared that with you here a while back when he said in Mark eleven twenty two, "If you'll speak this mountain to be removed and cast in the sea." When you're looking at that, I heard somebody say that when you're looking right on this great big mountain and you're believing and you're believing and you're believing and you see no movement whatsoever, you can't see on the backside of that mountain someone's hauling away wheelbarrows every day. We'll bear loads every day. I guess nothing's happening. I guess nothing's going on. No, it won't be long. You'll see it come to you. You'll see the fruits of what the prayer's been doing. You'll see God moving and proving his word. Proving his word. Well, I guess prayer don't really change things. We were told that Sunday it don't do no good. Prayer don't do no good. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Prayer changes everything, especially in a heart full of faith. Changes everything. Everything. There appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. They appeared unto them. There appeared unto them Elias with Moses. Now, the Bible, in my opinion, is so good at describing painting pictures, using words, even through the translation. See, I, with all my heart, believe that God kept the translators that he moved upon them, that we could be reading this right now. And what's that? You said the great big purple uh, horse god or something like that. It could be saying, I can't remember what you told me. What, it, it, that's what God must be because that's what the translation could have been. No, no, no. God kept it. God kept it. God kept it. And you think about your fight in your life. You, sometimes going from service to service. Where did I put my Bible? You might see my Bible. Oh, it's got dust on it again. Satan brings it down to it means nothing to you. I ain't got time to read that. But men gave their lives for this. They shed their own blood. They were burned at the stake. You name it, it was done just so you could have this in your hand. And Satan would get you instead of you. Know, this being your prized possession as far as something you can hold. He's like, "Is that got enough dust on it yet? It ain't got enough dust on it yet. Keep it shut. Because when it comes open, your life changes. And he fights me this way too. He fights me this way, too, constantly trying to keep me busy, trying to keep me doing something to keep me out of the word of God. Constantly. I'm no better. Don't don't let me think I'm trying to beat you down with this. He's constantly after me to keep me out of that. But we're more than We're More than. More than. More than. So when I say this, there appeared unto them Elias with Moses. The Bible does not begin like this. We're standing on the mountain. We see his raiment's changed, and he's shining, and he's glowing, and all these things, and we're sitting there, and about that time in our peripheral, we see something moving on our left or our right, or we hear something behind us because somebody comes walking up. You didn't get that description either? That here they come, walking up. Where'd they come from? Where'd they come from? There appeared unto them. There appeared unto them. I don't have time to go to Elijah at Dothan with with Elisha at Dothan with his servant. And Elisha tells Gehazi, he said, you know that there's way more with us than there is against us. You know that, right? And Gehazi's like, man, have you looked outside? He said, maybe you should take a better look. Maybe you take the, the word and look outside. And it says that if God be for us, who can be against us? There appeared. There They were. See, I, I call that a supernatural experience. I'm sitting here minding my own business, watching what's going on. This is powerful. And that, whoa, well, we've heard a lot about Elijah and Moses. The Jews had heard a lot about Elijah and Moses. The Mosaic law meant everything to them. They were well versed in it, they were well understood. They've been probably learning it since children. This is this, this is this. They can quote the Ten Commandments backwards and forwards. And then the man that wrote it. Is standing right there in front of him. Now, wait a minute now. We've had a pretty good inkling. We've had a pretty good understanding that he was God, and now it just got really real. Because he's not just God on earth. He's God everywhere. You understand what this means? What this scripture means. He's not just God on earth. He's not just God in the fourth dimension. He's the God everywhere. He doesn't say, I'm the God that exists in the seventh dimension, and then I'll come to this one. No, he fills all time and all space. He is everywhere. That makes him omniscient because he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. You believe that tonight? I said, I ask you again. He said, am I a God that's afar so off? Or am I a God up close? close. So this one that fills all time and space, he said open their eyes. Well, he didn't say it. He just did it. Their eyes became open. So what's sitting beside you tonight? What is sitting beside you tonight? Do you believe these pews are filled with angels of the Lord? Do you believe they're filled with those that come with him at his coming? Ten thousand times thousands of the saints come with him at his coming. A great great innumerable host a a a a bandstand of all the other believers sitting and seeing what he's doing because I guarantee you they're curious if the angels were created without that that spot of curiosity in them maybe they didn't have that you know I well you know you're this this but you won't have no curiosity I guarantee those other humans do those other brothers and sisters of ours a bride that's gone before us you know they were kind of curious Again, I just told you about Moses being curious about a burning bush up there, and he didn't say, you know what, that's fine, have a good day, and went on about his business. No, no, I'll be right back. So, who's sitting beside you tonight? See, see, uh, gravity, don't hold them. They're not sitting here, okay, they're always walking around. No, I, I can't imagine what you can pack into these higher ceilings and such. It's just, it'll blow your mind. It will absolutely blow your mind. But what it's meant to do is open Your heart, open your eyes to a higher plane. We sang that earlier about higher ground. I want to go to that higher plane. On Sunday, we read that on Revelations 4, I beheld a door open in heaven, and I was told to come up there, up there. And it wasn't necessarily that it was off in the stars. It's just a little bit of a higher plane. For example, the prophet told us about Abraham. He was always searching, always searching for a city whose builder and maker was God. He looked everywhere. He looked in Salem before it was called Jeru, before it became the house of God. Jerusalem, before it was Salem. When it was, you know, Jerusalem, before it was ever Jerusalem, before it was ever called Jerusalem. He's looking there. Could be this be the place? He might have been walking around Bethlehem before it was ever called Bethlehem. Could this be the place? The prophet said all he had to do was look up. John, Revelation 4, and John, he looked up. Now, at the end of Revelation, 18 or 19, John says, I saw that city of God coming down, coming down. So if it's up, if that's what he says, the city comes down from, the kingdom of God, he said, come hither, I'll show you the Lamb's wife. He said, I looked, and I saw a city coming down. God didn't marry the city. He's talking about the ornate beauty of his wife, and it's a members in particular put together in a very particular way with all these gems and, and, and just how he thinks of you, just how much he loves you and how he imagines you. He's not imagining you just tonight, just tonight as, as a little dumpy girl sitting here, and, and you're not pretty, you're ugly, and, and you don't have anything. You're just probably in some kind of t- potato tote sack or your hair's a mess. No, that's not what he thinks of you. You think, you know how many people have struggles with the book of Song of Solomon being in the Bible? Well, it's this, it's this, it's this. No, it's showing you how he loves you, how he loves you. And we've shared a lot with you about that, about the white throne judgment with the sheep on the right, with the goats on the left. And he keeps telling both of them, the ones on the left, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. And that's meant to be in a husband and wife sense. That's not meant to be, well, I don't know your name. What was your name again? I'm looking. No, no, no. He knows who you are. And I read that to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. He said, Paul says, as unknown and yet well-known, unknown to the world, just like our Lord Jesus, that very few people even knew he was on the earth 2,000 years ago. Very few people knew that the tree of life was walking on shoe leather upon this planet. Very few people. The tree of life is a person. He was walking in shoe leather, and the people that claimed they wanted him were trying to murder him. So as unknown, uh, I think it's in John 14 where he said, don't don't worry when the world hates you, when the world tries to kill you. Do all these things because they did it to me. You know they're going to do it to you. If they'll do it to me, you know they'll do it to you. As unknown, yet well known. talking about the marriage. We're talking about the marriage. There appeared unto them. They just appeared, and they were allowed to see them standing there. They were talking with Jesus. Peter answered. I'd imagine he's pretty shocked. He said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. I'd say amen to that. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elias. And then you understand why he says such a thing. But you're not to worship Elijah. You're not to worship Moses. And that's that's it's a crazy crazy thing that that a man in his humanity and his flesh, because the scripture says that he who the word comes to, he said I call you gods. He who the word comes to, he told Moses, he said you'll be a god and Aaron will be your prophet. It's the scripture. You'll be a God, Aaron will be your prophet. You find in uh, words in the book of Psalms where he said that, that Elohim stands in the congregation of the mighty, and he judgeth among the gods. That's not in God is of to worship, that's of those of the same material that he is. Same material that he is. That's what you are. Don't let me scare you tonight. Don't, let me, don't, don't I hope you don't walk away thinking, man, he's, he, he's trying to make us God. I didn't do it. I didn't make you God. Somebody else did that. I have no power to make you God. All I can do is encourage you. Say, for example, tonight you're sitting here and you've got amnesia. Say you've been hit on the head or maybe you've had this or this and, and, and I and I know you from before and I know where you lived and I know what your name was and I'm sitting there trying to convince you that you're this. And you're like, I'm not that. No, you're this. No, I'm not that. No, you're this. I'm not that. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You come from God. You go back to God. So, and he says those things, for he wished not what to say, for they were sore afraid. My goodness, time. it always shocks me. I don't know why I'm shocked. It just shocks me. I look, I look down, we say amen, I look up, it's 7.30, I look down, look up seconds later, and it's 8.30. I, I don't mean to keep you late, I don't mean to worry you out, I just, just forgive me, and I, I'll try to get through this real quick. For he wished not what to say, for they were sore afraid. That, that would be the, the, uh, some, some scribe talking about Sam Parker. He'd been writing down, Sam did not know what to say because he was sore afraid. Maybe you don't think that. If you were standing there, Matt Webster, no, Matt, Matt he'd been, you're human. You just saw this. What? Maybe tabernacles? No, no. But you are getting about talking about being Moses and Elijah. He wanted to worship. Let's make a tabernacle for them, tabernacle for them, tabernacle for them. They had been worshiping Moses all those years. They so worshiped the words of Moses that when the one that told Moses right to write down, come along, they're like, no, we don't want you. We got Moses. We're worshiping Moses. Now we're talking about Elijah. The fourth use of that Elijah spirit was upon William Branham. How many people tried to worship William Branham? And he kept saying, no, I'm not pointing at me. I'm pointing at him. I am as an Eliezer pointing you to your groom." He said, I must decrease so that he might increase. There's one that's worthy of worship. He wished not what to say, for they were so afraid. And then this happened. There was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. Again, kind of a supernatural event. I don't know. We've all, I assume, lived on this planet all day long. You got up this morning. You were on this planet. And if you were to look outside, you'd have probably seen clouds. You'd have probably seen at least more than 15 or 20 because they're constantly moving. Most clouds don't just sit there all day unless there's a dark, discouraging, depressing cloud, and then never moves, but they're always moving. And how many heard a voice speak out of a cloud today? Not a normal thing, right? But a voice. Matter of fact, let's say it this way. The voice. The voice spoke. Here's what that voice said. There was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. Now, uh, if you were to just to back up a few pages, we're at the wedding there in Cana, where they'd run out of wine, and Ma- Mary, the one that had been the foster mother—you can say that foster mother of Jesus, the one that had been allowed to raise him—not his birth mother. She, yes, she birthed him, but there was no, no, no. That's all she had. She, she fed him through the intravenous like that, but she was not—he was not her blood. He was not anything that she would give. So incubator, whatever you want to call it. She comes along after seeing him for 30 years and the things that we don't yet know about on this side, 30 years of the creator living in human flesh, I think there were some things that, that maybe not got wrote down. Not just me. Okay, so she comes along and now the first thing you have is called the first miracle that he does. They run out of wine. She tells Jesus, they're out of wine. He says, it's not my time. Again, that's a weird way to talk to your mama. Not my time. And what does she do? She don't say nothing else to him. She walks over to the servant and says, whatever he says, you do it. Whatever he says, if he says, stand on your head and do spins, if he says backflip down the rest of the room, if he tells you to dump seven times in a muddy Jordan, you go do it. Because the creator is standing there and the creator is speaking. And he said, hear him, hear him, hear him. So when he speaks to you tonight, you know who you're hearing. And suddenly, suddenly, when they had looked round about, they saw no man anymore save Jesus only with themselves. And again, the Bible is very good at describing things. It doesn't say we saw Jesus way over there with them, with them, with them. Where do you think he sits tonight? With you, with you. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. He is with you tonight. He is with you tonight. If you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, greater is he that is in you right now than he that's anywhere else. That is nothing but the truth. For many years now, Satan's tried. Oh, the
1: a man named Webster, eternally a deity. You see nothing too big for God, no impossibility. Oh, you see nothing too big for my God. No, no, no. Then my God could solve. You see, never has there been a question that is in the mind of God. You see, He's giving us the power to rise above our enemies. You see, nothing's to be for God, no impossibility. For oh, you see, nothing's too big. to big for my God. Oh, I'm not gonna be discouraged, and I'm not gonna be depressed. not to beg for God, and I'm in Israel. The ships had sailed, oh, they encountered a stormy gale. Oh, Paul did not shine, oh, Paul did not mind. He said, I believe God. Oh, for I believe God when the lightning is flashing. I believe God though the thunder is crashing. I believe God when the storm is all past. night said sweet child of mine everything is all right You're Tonight, Said, sweet child of mine, everything is all right You're never alone, we'll make it all home Said I believe God loves. I guess there'll be storms to face But we're gonna make it by amazing grace It's been good for each mile Oh, good for every trial that I've gone through The storm is all past. We'll reach the other side safe at last. Lord stood by me in the darkest night. Said, sweet child of mine, everything is all right. You're never alone. We'll make it on home, for I believe God.
2: Get up in the morning
0: without it. They get up tomorrow morning. I don't know what'll happen. I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know if he'll... No, he's right there. Yes. He's right there. Just by our heads tonight. Lord Jesus, I love singing. I love songs, Lord, how they'll take words. And through those words and them coming out of my mouth, from my heart, Lord, that's a testify. I'm testifying, Lord, that you have been there every time, right on time, Lord. There's not one thing I can say tonight that I've been through that I did it by myself. You were always right there with me, Lord. You met every need. Lord, you're so wonderful. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord. What a mighty God you are. What a precious and wonderful friend that you are, Lord. How beautiful your word is, Lord. Oh, God, when it comes from either the reading, Lord, or or the hearing, Father, what it does to our heart, Lord, these aren't just words on a page. They're very sweet. They're very kind. They're very precious, Lord. They tell us about home. They tell us where we come from. They tell us where we're going. Lord, we love you tonight. With all of our hearts, God, we love you. We appreciate you, Lord Jesus. I pray tonight as we come to the close of our service, that you would be with my brothers and sisters. Lord, that they've got their test, they've got their trial, they've got their fight waiting for them, Lord. I pray you would instill such a courage, such a faith, such a love in our hearts, Lord, that we would walk out that door looking for every giant or any demon that we can take their head off, Lord. We're not a defeated being. We're not whooped. We're not broken. We are redeemed. We're restored. We've been made powerful by you, Lord. Satan knows this. Help us to realize it, Lord. Help us to believe it. Help us to put it to work in our life. We surrender to you. And that we love them. All I